Hello, people. We are back at to the podcast episode one eighteen. One one eight. That's right. Yes, one eighteen. One eighteen because one seventeen was last time, and one one nineteen will be the next one. So this guy will be one eighteen. God willing. Um, we are back for another episode of us at to the podcast.com. Got life saving mama. Mm-hmm. It's your boy International Walk. It's your girl Tosh, the co host with the mostest. And we are here at to the podcast. Dot com is our website, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, um, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Um, did I say Instagram? Mm-hmm. Breaker. Breaker. Radio Public. Radio Public. That's it. Mm-hmm. I should have ate this can. TikTok. Should have ate this candy earlier, but fuck it. It does if I slobber a little bit on camera and it go on my beard. Don't judge me. Um, how are you? I'm okay. I'm doing good. What? Um, no, my mind went somewhere else when you talk about slobbering and, and beard and all that. So. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you said it, not me. You thought it. I'm talking <laughs> about eating a lifesaver and slobbering in my beard, and you equate that to I do. eating vagina. <clears throat> Did I say that? I said you made me think about slobbering and, and, and messing your beard. That's all. Okay. Um, I'm doing good today. Um, mentally, mentally I'm an eight. Um, yeah, mentally I'm an eight. Nothing's wrong. All is well. Um, you know, going through something, not going through anything, but you know, sometimes your own mind is your worst enemy. Like, you know, your mind be playing tricks on you, but, you know, I'm good. I'm blessed. Um, therapy today, um, which was really good. So I'm in a, I'm in a good space. I could be in a better space, but that's, I take accountability. That's me. That's your own fault? No, not my own fault. That's my own responsibility to do that. Oh. Yeah. It's not my own fault or anything. Um, financially, am I, financially, a 10, no issues there, um, uh, tax deadline is coming up. I gotta finish that. I'm about to say, what the fuck are you waiting on? Sunday. Sunday is the day. I don't have no plans. Gonna get it done. Knock it out the way. Just gotta, <coughs> excuse me, sit down and do it. That's all. Well, Tuesday is the deadline, but I'm gonna do it Sunday. Mm. Uh, make sure that that's done. When was way. the 16th? No, it's the 18th, which is Tuesday. Uh-huh. It, it used to always be the 15th, and then they started kind of. The 15th is a Saturday, so I guess that's why they pushed it back. I've been hearing the 16th all week. The 16th is a Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Just check it's, it out. it's the 18th. It's the 18th. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm going to get it done on the 16th, though. Um, fi- uh, that's financially. Uh, work is. Work is a nine, you know, it's super duper busy and hectic, but I'm just starting to think that's the way of the world and I'm trying not to let it stress me. So, yeah, that's that. Physicality? Physically, physically I feel good. I'm going to say I'm a nine. I feel good. I feel, um, yeah. I, I feel good all over. You know, my, um, I'm handling it. Sweet you like took it to like this to a country was on radio song. Today and I heard, I heard it. It was. I feel good. Aww. I feel good all over. Yeah. You and I have one of us dreams. Let's keep on 
going with the show. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, physically, monetization when you sing I'm, somebody's song. <laughs> <laughs> Mince, uh, physically, I'm a nine. So, eight, ten, nine, nine. Eight, ten, nine, nine. Cool. That's not bad numbers. Um, no. Mental can come up a little bit, though. Yeah, I'm working on it. Um, How did are you, you bump your head? Did I bump it? It's a joke. I, I, you know, I might have a little bit. I don't, yeah, I might have a little bit. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You don't want to share? No, nothing is wrong with me. Um, I don't mean, like, are you deformed? I just mean, like, what's your issue? You know, sometimes I feel like in life, we don't always give out what we receive, but it's our own fault for having expectations. And and part of it, I think, too, is I can't believe I'm actually saying this like three years later. I think I'm developing some sort of like isolation issue working from home. It's, start, it's just at the beginning to drive me a little bit crazy being by myself all day and i don't I, yeah it's it's a little bit of that um i don't have no choice though like that's my job it ain't like i'm here because i choose to be i i am happy working from home and uh, to be honest it's not like i want a job where i have to go into an office every day i think i would like to have the option at my own discretion like i wouldn't want a schedule that says you got to be here every tuesday like you know, if, if it was once a week, I wanted to go into the office or something. I don't know. It's like days when I have off, even if I have like errands to run, doctor's appointments to sit, I enjoy that. Like, you know, I don't. it's not like, oh, I just want to sit in the house and not do anything. I don't mind being busy. I maybe, I don't know. It's just something that's like, it ain't like a huge issue, but it's just starting to nag at me just a little bit. Sometimes I'll just be like... Damn, I know everybody is busy, like, going about their day. You working, you can't sit and talk to me all day. You know, Toya, she's in a, in a um, space where she, I mean, we talk, you know, we text during the day or whatever, but she's working too. You know, my sisters are doing their thing, and, and I don't know. It's like, I, so that's what it is, and it's, so that's why I say I'm, I'm a nine, but I, I'm working on, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm an eight, but I'm working on, I'm getting better. So that that's, you know, what it is. Your mind can play tricks on you. Dun, 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 dun. Mm. Ain't that the song? Yeah. Yeah. All right. How are you? I am good. Um, mentally, I feel like a nine. Um, yeah, I don't have no stresses, no um, ill thoughts or anything like that. Nothing's nagging me, so I'm a nine. That's good. Finances is a ten, always. Um, blessed and thankful to God. Um, work is a nine. Except for the stupid building that had bad service. For various reasons, but <laughs> that's just that building. It's got fucked up service. I worked there before. Physically, I feel like an eight. Um, uh, body is just like, you know, shoulders hurt, back hurt, legs hurt. I really need like to go get this massage wherever I can find it. Um, yeah, even if I got to go to the wishy house and just leave her for the ending. <laughs> I just got to go get a massage. But um, be careful about saying wherever you can find. The worst thing is like going to get a massage and it's mediocre. And you leave out feeling like. like yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, you want it to be good. So what did I say my mentor was? You said your mentor was a nine. You said work was a nine. No, you said work. <sighs> Mental was a nine, finances was ten, work was a nine, and body was an eight. Yeah, body was eight. Mm -hmm. 
just get these numbers down, people. Um, wilds and woes, stops and goes, ups and downs, blacks and whites. Um, my wildest week is just seeing the weather changing. I love this. I mean, even though I'm in a house and I ain't like really, I ain't had much exposure. So, but I have been outside some, like going to Wawa or something. But I just, you know, I like this time of year, like for the sunshine to be out. Why don't you work out front or nothing like that? Because I can only have my laptop, and I like it, it, it's an it's a big adjustment to work with one screen opposed to my three. Got you. So that yeah, I, it's yeah, it's just a, a big adjustment. What I would like to do, and then working on my lap too, which isn't that bad, but I would like to get a little um, what do they call the um, a little cabaret set like the two table patio sets? Cause we don't need a big one. That, like TV fucking trays. No, like a. Like a backyard set, but there's just a smaller table with just two chairs. Mm -hmm. Like one of those or something maybe to put on the deck. Because sitting on my lap is not bad, but I would feel more comfortable like at a table being able to work. But even still, it poses the same issue. But there are some times when I know like, all right, this call, you know, or this meeting or whatever, I just have to listen to something and don't necessarily have to do something. Then I can use those opportunities. I would rather sit out back than out front. Why? Less noise, less inter interruption, possibly. Or more sun. What about the glare on your screen? Like out front, you got some something over where you got shade. And you I got a uh, a blackout thing. But yeah, you're right. Well, I'll work it out. But um, the, just the weather changing, you know, us going into spring. It's weird to see like we jump into the 80s. You know, having some nice, really good 60-degree days and then transition. You, know, you get far and few between. We get no fucking real spring now. It's yeah. just like winter to summer. Yeah, and like I like... In two weeks, it's going to be like a small 91, 92, and it's like, that's too fast. It's right. Like, I was going to say, I like... It's supposed to come to the end of July, beginning of August with the 90s. Exactly. Shit. I love the summer, but I enjoy spring. Like, I like a nice spring jacket, and I don't want it to be like, nah, you don't went from winter to jacket season is gone. Um, so that's just my, my while I'm enjoying the, I'm looking forward to us doing our garden and flowers and stuff like to, you know, we, as y'all know, we're in the new home last year, we were here last summer, but you kind of got to monitor the lay of the land, see mm -hmm. how things grow. And then this year, you know, we got some landscaping plans. So I'm looking forward to that. My wow is, um, I mean, my wow. You know, I know we talk about the violence in the city of Philadelphia often and, you know, things yep, happen. Yep, 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 um, But this week, there were two, there may have been more, but the two stories that I've seen, two really violent murders of women. And, and I mean, I know these ain't the first and unfortunately won't be the last, but they happened the same day. Um, one girl got killed and she was the god sister of somebody that used to report to me who's actually done my hair before so they were really close and it was sad to see you know her posts and pictures and stuff and videos of her um she was killed in the Dunkin Donuts drive-thru on her way like seven something in the morning she was actually her 11 year old son was in the back seat they walked up they didn't say anything to her or anything shot her in the car killed her in the drive-thru no, well, I don't know if it was a baby daddy. It was her boyfriend commented said like you know they she ain't had no beef with anybody. So I don't know if there was any relation because they didn't catch him. The person drove up, didn't say anything to her, killed her, drove off. She was a middle school teacher. The school closed early. Like they show videos of kids talking about like how impactful she was 
in their life. This was prior to her passing. Mm-hmm. They had did this tribute to her for a different reason. They just was put... So just a really, really tragic, you know, young life, educated woman making a difference in the community from what I can see. And then there was another story. I don't know many details, but there was a young girl who, uh, 22 years old, um, down Germantown Avenue, they, she got shot twice, in, which makes me think she never even seen it coming. She got twice shot twice in the back of the head, once in the neck, once in the back. And then I think like another in the arm or something. Oh, yeah, so obviously all in the, right, right behind her. But just and th- that happened. At, that happened the same day at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And it's just like wow, like what the hell? So that was just like a whoa, like damn, it's so sad. You know, more continued violence. I mean, again, I know other lives have been. This lost. shit happens every day, every week, and you sometimes. And I'm not saying this to be smart, but sometimes you're so tapped out that you don't yeah. necessarily see stuff like this but this is um not this is this is not this is common i purposely tap out because when i see the stories it's <sighs> like it weighs on me heavy yeah. and it's like it was a girl like two weeks ago that got shot 14 times and then when i read that story i just thought damn like how how um angry could you be at a girl and it wasn't her baby father it was just some street shit but it was like, how angry could you be at somebody to shoot a female 14 times? You, you know what it made me think about? Like, you, what you, kind of what you said, me being tapped out. And no, I guess people watch the news because they want to know what's going on. They want to be aware. They want to, you know, um, be informed. But to constantly be seeing these stories, even if it's one a day every day. But we know it's more than one a day. So you're constantly seeing and reading and hearing these stories. I can't, I can't ingest that that much. And, and again, I know the news has their job to report. And they don't even report all of the murders. It's just way too much. And it also made me think about how many people in this in the city, let alone the world, are grieving. Not just because yeah. of death, because of sickness and that sort of thing. But unexpected tragedies and it's like the grief the amount of grief that people are walking around in just the city of philadelphia and i know this is a national thing but in just the amount of grief that people are walking around with is so heavy it's staggering it's heavy yeah, it's, it's staggering it's, it's and some dangerous people have multiple family members yes died in they uh and in, in their family in short periods of time so yeah, I, I would agree with that. But that's sort of a thing that I think has been created. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but people are like, you know, I don't want to watch the news just too much and what you take in is is, is who you are. Like, you, we grew up watching the news our whole lives watching shit and nobody knew then that, or even thought to yourself, 10 days of the news is too much. But now it seemed like all of a sudden, Everybody get a whiff of the news. They say one bad story, and it's like, see, this is what I'm talking about. Everything all fucking bad, and it's like, okay, it's the news. Like they're gonna report bad shit. For me, it is just too much. And I know some people they don't, like they don't care. They feel like if they don't watch it, and I get it because like Toya will always say like, you know, she got kids. She needs to be informed. Like you want to know what's mm-hmm. going on. I get it, and you know, no shade to people that do. We need we need some people to be informed. I just me for myself, I have to tap out and it, it is probably to my own detriment because there are things that I probably should know that I am uninformed about. 
But, I mean, I don't think anybody likes to watch murder after murder after murder. I mean, you can watch a movie for that. You can watch John right. Wick for that shit. But the fact that something's being reported on or you live in a city and you want to be informed on, you know, yeah, what's going you need on. To know. You could, they could put a face on the screen at your niece, at your nephew. Like, so you need to know these things instead of being like removed so far away just because of the fact that they show who got killed. Right, and you know, and it's like, damn, on a regular news cycle, I've seen news cycles where five or six people got killed in one night. I've seen news cycles where one have gotten killed. So it, it varies. If I'm watching the news on a Thursday and they show five, yeah, Friday morning, I'm going to wake up like, God damn, y'all see the news last night? But if it's one, I'm going to be like, damn, did you know, did you hear about this? Like, this yeah, is but then terrible. depending on the, I was going to say, depending on the gravity of the right. situation. <laughs> and you know, lately, which I'll say like within the last two or three weeks because of the new TV service you, you signed up for. We've been watching the news sporadically, maybe twice a week. And it hasn't is, been our thing for like two years. Yeah, I was going to say, which I yeah. have not seen the news. Like there are new, there's beautiful women on the news. <laughs> like who is this lady? And not so beautiful. Well, I mean, you got to just put it out. Just no, I'm saying newer people. There's that, newer people. There's beautiful women on there and not so beautiful. <laughs> so I'm just saying there's good, handsome I'm men just, on there and not so handsome. Let me get back to I'm just addressing love. Some it just be like, wow, who is this news lady or who is this newsman? Never seen them before because we haven't watched in so mm -hmm. long. So I kind of did peek my head in and out, but I definitely can't watch it every day. It's just too much because not only do you have news, then you have social media informing you. It just becomes heavy. Yeah. So that 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 was my woe. So I and it's conflicting when you you know, reading different shit. You don't know what the... you just like, fuck it. Right. What's your wows and woes? My wow is that I've gotten back to work this week. And I mean, back to work, like I've been at work, but I wasn't like really working. Mm -hmm. And this week I've gotten back at work and it's been like, whoo, like, nigga ain't been doing this in the last few weeks. And although it's uh, cathartic for me to be in my world doing my thing, it's like, okay, your body is like, you ain't done this in a few months. Like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm just happy to be back in the fold, back in the mix. I'm still good. I'm still fast. Um, so none of that changed. Uh, you know what's good? That you have been working out and then transition back to that. So it's not like you went from being kind of stagnant to doing that. Yeah, you might have yeah, you wore yourself out. I might have tapped out. At yeah. lunchtime, I might have been like, I can't go back. Yeah. Like, it's too much. So you really yeah. worked yourself up to that. So that's my why. I'm it's just back. I'm, I'm back being me um, and doing things that I want to do. Um, my downside is just my friend Eddie. Like he he knows about this. We talked about this. He just got a worse streak of luck this week, and I feel for my man. He he had some 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 bank account issues. He got doggy issues. He got all kinds of issues. Aww. So he's <laughs> just like in a bad space. But shout out to my man Eddie. Um, shit gonna get better, bro. Um, and that's just it. No pun intended. No, no pun intended. And Eddie, he, he's a cool dude. You know, I was you know, when I had the chance to meet him and Danny, it's weird because they have completely different personalities, and I can see how y'all all mix together. Like Danny is real chill, laid back, cool. 
like he he the type that like will sit in the corner and peep everything. Yeah, and he, he don't can say too much. Yeah, he but he can tell you everything that's going on. He it ain't nothing slow about him. He watching, he yeah. listening, he hearing, but he just real chill. He's exactly Eddie like is you. like in the mix, like you know what's up? How how's everything? Man, going? Eddie could be having a debate back and forth at high volume, and Danny will be like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, he tell, he, he's just real chill and laid back. And um, I don't know. I don't like to, you know, always put too much on that astrological thing. But I know Danny's a Pisces. And it makes me think about my sister, how Sierra, like, you know, she can kind of be in the mix a little bit. But then she got to, like, fall back from peopling too much. Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of uh, be more observant than in the mix. He's a very observant yeah. person, yeah. And Eddie's, like, in the mix. What's up? You know, what's happening? What's going on? And if things get popping, he going to pop off. Eddie, so, oh, he going to bring 80s Eddie back when he's yeah. a murderer. <laughs> um, Sight, don't say that about him. Don't put that on his jacket. You know what I'm talking about. 80s Eddie was the killer. Um, topic, Shanquilla Robinson. Nobody being charged in her murder. She was killed in Mexico with her friends. Uh, went to Mexico on a trip with her friends. Was um, fought, jumped, and beat to death. Um... And nobody's being charged for her murder after the FBI investigation. This was like a couple of months ago. Um, it was video of like a trans um, man beating on her um, as one of them was naked. or so. I think she was naked. Um, but no charges being filed. Um, and just from like, you know, we don't get everything, all the facts and information. But just from what was out, the video going somewhere with your friends and not coming back and them coming back. Like, it kind of, like, points to wrongdoing. So it's like, how, and a person lost their life. So it almost seems like I wish, like, when a person lose their life, somebody got to get charged. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not surprised, though, because it was very circumstantial. And I think, one, we seen a snippet of one event over, obviously, some things that happened over a course of, of the night, like, in terms of them fighting or whatever else happened, you know, them drinking. So for the alcohol and not no fault of her own probably added the reasonable doubt in the case because they're saying she died her friends were saying she died from alcohol poisoning or something like that right but you know because people seen her getting beat up and i'm not saying that the you think that can happen when you land somewhere and within 24 hours you're dead i mean like, well well let's just say this people have gotten beat up before and not died mm-hmm I don't know if it was a result of, okay, she got beat up and then plus the alcohol was something else going on. I don't know. But I think it's hard because it's circumstantial to say basically she was beat to death or like her being beat up is the cause of her death. Right, I would think so. Two things could be true. She got beat up, but she also died from something else. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I that's the circumstantial part. You're not saying exactly. that's what it is, right? That's what I'm saying, and I think that's probably why nobody's being charged. Not to say no one is guilty, but it's probably very hard to prove just because of the pieces of information that they have. Like, okay, she got into yeah, a but fight, you, but you do her actually, injuries show that her? She the, was actually fighting a man, so that that plays a part in it too. Like, well, she, she was fighting, fighting a, a woman. If you want to acknowledge, she the was fa- fighting a man. Okay, and. Like, his strength is different from her, so I don't know what type of beating she took that would cause her to die. But at the same time, uh, you can check her alcohol levels. You can check toxicity levels to see how drunk you were or how much alcohol you had that warrants 
your death being called alcohol poisoning. And it may not have been. I'm just saying. It, but the the, the but autopsy that, may have. Though? They may have. But the autopsy may also prove that her injuries weren't the cause of her death either. So I mean, to say she was fighting and she got beat up, they probably could tell. Like, okay, I'm just making this up. How the blow you tell to that her if head. Get punched in the head. It's not necessarily going to be. Uh, 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 like they can just have a hickey or a contusion is is the technical term but you got a contusion on your head you lay down you don't wake up that's you die from getting hit in the head like some people will be technical and be like well no the contusion caused a brain stem and then that that's why she died like no she died from getting punched in the head but all i'm saying is this is all circumstantial we don't know all the evidence we don't know all the facts she, I mean, uh, we seen the, what, 30-second video of her getting hit on, which was horrible in and of itself, considering you're supposed to be with your friends, quote-unquote friends. Right. But, you know, I, I, so I'm just saying I'm not surprised because I don't think there was enough evidence to prove that she got beat to the point that that caused her death. That's all I'm saying. Wow. Um. I just don't know if it was... And also, we have to consider this didn't happen on U.S. territory. This happened in in uh, Mexico. So, who was responsible for doing the investigation? I would think the Americans are responsible because they're American. And American died in Mexico. So, I wouldn't think that Mexican officials, they would be responsible for the murder investigation. I, I wouldn't think, but I could be wrong. It's not like I know... Yeah, I don't know. Like, like, do, like we was recently talking about the CIA, where like they don't operate on U.S. soil, mm -hmm. but if we talk about the FBI, they're supposed they, to operate on U.S. soil, right? That's so why so this that's what I'm saying. This happened in Mexico. So are they investigating a murder that happened in Mexico? May I'm not saying they're they are or they. But aren't. even if they aren't, even if they are, you there's still the FBI. It's not like. Well, what I'm saying is, what if they aren't, and we're leaving the investigation at the hands of the Mexicans? Who just may not be as thorough as the U.S. investigators. But it's it's the Mexican FBI. You got to be some type of. How do we know Mexico has an FBI? Everybody has an FBI. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mexico has an FBI. They have stations all over the world. So if some shit go down, you can FBI. F really? Yeah. The CIA has stations all over the world. That's what, yeah, I'm that's, okay. that's what I'm talking about. I was about to say, the FBI yeah, is the, the U.S. is right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I don't think this was at the level of the CIA investigating. No, 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 I don't think it was at the level so of the CIA. So that's what I'm saying. Whatever whatever um, authority figure is but responsible. But when you say leave it to the Mexicans to investigate, like, what exactly are you talking about? Just like whoever, Mexican patrol cops? Whoever's the authority figure in Mexico. Whoever is there. Um, FBI is their equivalent to an FBI, so detectives it may, or whatever. Exactly, and who knows what level of detail they go to? Who knows if even an autopsy was done? Because if I mean, I think your family has to agree to that. So if, if they don't agree to an autopsy, it may have been difficult, even more. I difficult think they to would prove. have if, if they think that their child was beaten and their friends who were with them saying she died from drinking. You would want to prove her cause of death to prove them wrong because obviously you think it's, it's some fishy shit going on yeah it would make she, sense that her family would agree right like you went there with four friends and then within 24 hours you're dead like i talked to you a day ago you get there and then you're dead your friends come home and they're talking about you die from drinking 
Yeah, I mean, it's messed up, but I'm just saying I'm not surprised because I think that it was very circumstantial. What it looked like to us, yeah, it looked like they were responsible. It had something to do. It just was, a very, like you said, a very fishy scenario. It wasn't something that I would feel comfortable um, and just accepting that it just happened if it was somebody that I love. But I think from a legality perspective, it's pro it, it apparently is difficult to prove that who, anybody within that circle is directly responsible for her death. What, no, could, could everybody they be responsible could be. for assault? Yeah, because they, you know, her, her getting beat up. Maybe. Well, why not do that? Well, there was no charges. Why not do that if there's actual uh, a video but if it was of, a of, fight. of people jumping her? Now, I didn't see a video of people jumping. I seen her fighting one person. So that's why I'm just saying, like, I don't, I just think the situation in of itself was circumstantial. It's crazy to say you can go somewhere with your friends, end up dead, and they'll be held responsible if you didn't drink. But because you drank, that makes the whole situation of you dying with your friends circumstantial. Well, that's what I'm saying because her... No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just saying how fucked up that is. Her friends are saying, oh, it was because of alcohol poisoning. Because they also said she threw up or something mm -hmm. like that. And we only know pieces of the story. Let's just, hypothetically speaking, let's say she was throwing up, but she was laying down asleep. And she kind of choked a little bit. Asphyxiated on her Right now, I mean, I think that would be evident. Then they probably that probably isn't the case because that would probably negate the need for any type of investigation because they would know right away. But so I'm just saying, there's probably layers to the story that they had to peel back, and it's probably hard to piece together the puzzle to say this is what we know for sure happened. We're charging you with the crime. And to think, I mean, they, they're going to charge you with the crime if they think they can convict you. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say it's probably circumstantial. It's probably so circumstantial that they're not willing to press charges because they're just not sure. What would be your next step if this was your, your relative? You go to the Mexican government and bitch at them? Or do you ask America to do something? Or do you just, like, take the L on the chin that my child went to Mexico for a day and died with her friends? And all of them came back and chilling now. I mean, unless you have some... Like, do you look at it like you just said? If, if somebody breaks it down to the family, look, the, the, the legality and the technical issue is that she was drunk and we, we really don't, don't know. We don't know that she got beat to the point that... And I mean, the family probably... I mean, I'm sure they may have seen her body. It's, it's like, okay, she got beat up, but did she get beat to death? Right. So, I mean, it's probably one of those situations where the family probably feels strongly... Uh, about if you got punched in the face upside the head, you standing there arguing with somebody, and somebody punched you in the ear, and you fell down and died. Did you get beat to death? Yes, you, right. You got punched to death. Yeah, I mean, because you you got hit one time. But well, yeah, I mean, somebody would say yeah. that person beat them to death. They wouldn't say, or they would say he punched them to death. I mean, I mean yeah. that kind of sounds weird. He got punched to death. Yeah. They would just say he got beat to death. So you don't have to be look like Martin to be beat to death. Is what I'm saying. Right, and then also you have to think. And that it's not like she got beat up and didn't get up. Right. You know, so like that she was still verbal. She was still moving. Now, what it happened after that, that's and that's why I'm not blaming the alcohol or saying she did anything wrong. But that might have muddied the water a little bit to say, like, was there some I mean, you're right. I'm sure they could tell what her blood alcohol level was. Had she been drunk to the point that that caused her death? What's the legal limit? 
Well, in the U.S. Well, driving. There's no legal limit if you ain't driving, but driving is point oh eight. So if I mean, if your toxicity levels was three point five, that's like almost dying, right? Three point five, like that's almost five times. That's four times the amount that that you're legally. So you're staggering, like no, no, three point five. Yeah. No, that's That's alcohol poisoning. Yeah. So if it's like one point five, that's high. You're drunk. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. If it's two, it's like, okay, you that's was it. having some serious drinks. That's, that's, wor- yeah. I mean, you figure point one is extremely high. One percent. Point zero eight means not even one percent of your blood alcohol level. Gotcha. Yeah. So if you're talking about one percent, think about how far that is from point zero eight up to one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I always get that fucked up. Yeah. So point zero eight is the legal driving Right. And then if 1%. you're point eight, that's ten times the amount. So so one is more than point eight. Gotcha. You're more than but again, that's that's driving. But that's still very drunk. Right. That's like extremely intoxicated. Yeah. Um rest in peace to Shanquilla Robinson. Yeah, it's hard. I can't imagine what her family, her family yeah. Um and what they going through, not having nobody be responsible and your daughter, you know, going to a thing with her friends and the tragedy like this turns out and hate to have like video on top of it that shows her in a fight when you think like you're going with people who care about you and like that kind of shit shouldn't happen um any more thoughts on what the fuck are you doing i was looking to see what um level of uh what blood alcohol level is considered alcohol poisoning so point blood alcohol point three to point four, so point four is five times mm-hmm. that you'll likely have alcohol poisoning, a potentially life-threatening condition. So, so nobody can get to like three point five. You're fucking lazy. That's, that's uh, embalming fluid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're 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 out of here. I, I, that's why I, I thought you were saying because point. That's three, where I fuck up at. I don't know the. I always thought it was point eight. You're saying point it's zero point eight. zero yeah. eight. Yeah, so you, point four, you think about this, eight times five is 40. So point four is five times the legal driving limit. Got you. So between point three six and point four, that's four to five times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so once you get the one, you're out of here. Like your blood is 1% alcohol. That's like you're saucy. Yeah, you're saucy, saucy. saucy. You might not you might ever become undrunk. You might have to pee in your pants. You may be inebriated for life. Like you just may never be sober again. That's if sad. you survive. I know a guy at work that got high in the seventies and he never came down. And he's still high. You know, that was what I mean, don't he was get... like a grateful dead follower, like the people who went to them concerts and they just took acid and put acid in their headband. I'm telling you, you see this guy now, you think he's high and he's been sober thirty years. It's one of those things that like you kinda um I, I don't know if boys were taught this. Like as you growing up as a teenage girl, it's like, Oh, when you start going out, never let anybody get you a drink or anything because if they slip you a Mickey mm-hmm. which was the language that was used like you could get high and never come back. Right. And I knew a guy, he was a young guy. I mean, I knew of him where they always said, like, that's what happened. And he was just like, and we knew Mike. the steps like this. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. You told me that's what Man, happened to Mike him. Yeah. Was the guy in my old neighborhood who used to run fast and then stop on a dime like a horse at the curb. 
because to him, the curb was high. He had to step over it to get into the street. And then once he stepped over it, he would go in the street and get to the other curb. And then that would look, his debt perception would be high to him. And he would step over it as if it was a three foot wall. And then he would run. Yeah, it's crazy what you were saying. I always had this thought in my head about like, not that I ever wanted to do it, but like LSD, acid, those kind of drugs, never to try because of the possibility of you getting a bad hit yeah. and never... You're going to the moon, you just don't know if you're coming back. That's that's a scary yeah. thought. But you will go to the moon because them guys used to put acid in their headbands and put the headbands on and let it dissolve in their head. They'd be in the fucking Planet X and you just don't know if you're ever coming back to Earth. Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> maybe like that's your weekend thing on Saturdays. You do that with your friends and stuff. But you good. Like you come back, you you good, you go to work. And you then you one talk time, about it. Like to be like, yo, we was bugging, we was tripping balls. And that one time they be like, yo, Timmy ain't, he ain't he come back. A, yeah, he, he ain't never get twitch. right. He like, he ain't never get right. Like, that is some scared straight stuff. At least for me. I mean, not scared straight. It scared me enough to be like, I ain't messing with no drugs. But rest in peace to Shanquilla Robinson. Yeah. Condolences to her family. Um, it's a shame. It's a tragic thing. But I think somebody should be charged. Um, you don't go nowhere with your friends and come. If I had a kid who went somewhere with their friends and didn't come back, I'm on the hunt for all her friends. Like, all of them. Like, I need answers directly from y'all. Um, let me get my shit off. The Dalai Lama. I don't know what's going on with these types of groups of people, right? So, there's always some some fuck shit, some, some uh, inappropriate behavior with these groups of people. Whereas the Dalai Lama, I don't know what, what in Tibet what that religion is or what he is. But these isolated people, these nuns, and I'm, I'm just grouping everybody and the nuns are mean as shit. They mean to all the little kids for no apparent reason. The priests touching on the little kids and all this shit and they want boys and, and they married the guy and all this. And then you got the, the Pope who do weird shit. Then now you got the Dalai Lama who's like, I guess he's like the mother, the man, um, Mother Teresa or something. Like what's the Dalai, the, 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 what's he used for? Uh, I don't like know. He's like some like sort that. of godhead in that, but I I don't acknowledge. Yeah, and this him, this is just real weird how all these isolated people have issues where they have inappropriate behavior with kids. You don't ask no fucking nine year old kid or ten year old kid who's young enough that you gotta blur his face for it to suck your fucking tongue. Like that's that's out of pocket. The Dalai Lama lives out of pocket, and he should be called out for that. And that's what we're doing right now, calling the Dalai Lama out. That's wrong. You can't be touching kids. You can't be kissing kids in the face, open mouth, sticking your tongue out, asking little kids to suck your tongue. That's some weird, nasty shit. Yeah, so the Dalai Lama, he's a Buddhist advocate for peace and freedom. He was exiled in India. Well, he, from his exile in India. Um, the He's a religious and political leader um, since 1959 who has stood as head of of the non-violent opposition to China's occupation in Tibet. I don't give a shit who you are, Dalai Lama. You can't be doing inappropriate behavior with kids. It's all the same to me. I don't give a shit who you are. Once you cross that line and you asking kids 
as young as nine, ten years old to suck your tongue. Like kids don't suck their parents' tongue. They and they made them. Like you don't suck nobody's tongue. Like not no not no uh, no grown sixty something year old man, seventy something year old man asking a child to suck his tongue. And it's like that shit's very inappropriate no matter who you are. Pope John Paul, the, the Tibet man, the, the Dalai Lama, whoever it is. Like, if Mother Teresa asks a little boy to suck her tongue, that shit's wrong. Like, people got to, and like, why are the nuns so mean to the kids? Like, why are these isolated people so mean? Like, what's that nuns about? Who, I know of some nuns who were great. What fucking so. nuns you know? My mom used to work at a place with a lot of nuns, and they weren't all mean. So, I mean, I think that's a stereotype, and there's some truth but to it, it but I'm I don't to say think... it comes from truth yeah, where I don't... kids was hung up in the closet on kids hooks. Kids were bad, though. Yeah, but you don't hang a kid up in a closet on a fucking hook. You don't turn a rooter upside, I mean, on the edge and bang a kid's knuckles. You don't make them sit on tacks. I, I... That kind of shit is inappropriate, baby. It is inappropriate, and you shouldn't, you know, harm children in that way. Kids are a lot of our teachers in public school did that shit to us. Kids are bad as hell in school. But let me tell you this. I blame the parents. I'm not talking about the nuns. I'm talking about the parents who subject their children, whether it's the Dalai Lama, whether it's, you know, subjecting their sons to be altar boys with the priests. I blame the parents that you trust these people. This ain't God. These are, they got flesh and blood and veins and skin and eyeballs and earwax and Fuck, they teeth got history just of like fucking with us. Kids. No, outside of that, even if they don't, these are people that you are trusting the safety of your child with. Like I blame the parents that you allow your child to be kissed on the lip by like it should have never went that far because when you see him go to kiss your child, you should have ho ho ho. Yeah. Get my son down here. And isn't it bigger? What than are you that? doing? Get my son. It shouldn't even have had the opportunity to escalate to the next level because the parents, they people I, I don't understand how people become so enamored at these physical beings, whether it's Figures. the Dalai Lama or the Pope or whomever. These people that have flesh and blood on their bones just like us that they just allow them you know that they just um uh surrender their beings their children's beings and safety to them I blame but you gotta call the Dalai Lama on asking a kid to, to yeah, suck his tongue. Yeah, he's absolutely like you. Oh, you seventy something years old. Like you, where you from? The day you don't know that shit's inappropriate. Like they don't do that shit in in China. Like wherever you from, you don't know that you seventy something years old and you don't suck a young boy's tongue. And not only that, you got to think that whoever his people are, the apology that they gave was like... That was did, weird, too. Like, he, they talked about, oh, he often says... Like he, and this wasn't about what he said. This was about what he did. Like, And look, let me just say, some parents trust other adults to watch their kids. So that's not a... Like, you, you trust teachers. You trust daycare. But, but he's a stranger. I know. They're strangers, too. Like, you don't know the people at daycare. It's your first day meeting this girl named Shauna. You don't know who the fuck, what her history is. So I'm saying it's not a thing where you say I, you don't trust people to watch your kids because parents do. But it's his responsibility not to fucking ask to suck my boy's tongue. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if, if even if the... Now, uh, obviously, we have a bias in the whole uh, altar boy thing and, and because Catholicism. We know yeah, we know. Happened. But if you're into that and you want to have your kid, let's just say you're a dad and you slipped through the cracks. You was an altar boy. You did all the things. So right. you had Nobody, a great experience. Yeah, you had a great experience. You would want to put your kid in that 
even knowing what you know. But just for the, the goddamn man you, to ask. Let's say you were a, you, a dad who... You yeah, I think a, if it gave you structure and gave you something to care about, you might want to put your son in it. Even no, even no, even though nothing happened to you, and knowing the history, would you still want to? I don't think I would, but I think the people who do put their kids in there have that kind of mindset because everybody knows about the history of them touching little boys. Right. You got to live under a rock not to know that. Right. So for you to take your boy today at nine and be like, "I want to sign him up to be an altar boy," you may think I can protect him. You may think I had a, a good experience; it didn't happen to me. Or whatever the fuck you think to, to, to say, I'm bringing my kid down here to, to be an altar boy. Mm. Because you know the history of yeah. these people. Yeah, that's the, yeah. That's, um, I mean, yeah, I, I 100% agree. Nobody's at fault other than the person that did it, which is this man. But I also think the parents have some accountability to protect their children. That's all I got. Yeah, they have some accountability to they have all the accountability to protect their children, especially when they're present. But what are you supposed to do though? Like, if if you send your kid to daycare and you no, I'm talking about in this situation. This happened in front of them. Right, but what are you supposed to do in that moment when you see him up there just talking to well, each other? Well, he kissed them first, and that should have stopped. I there. mean, I agree. Okay, I agree. Because yeah, I did see him the kiss the first, and first. then they started talking, and then he did that shit. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know how people aren't more outraged at shit like that on video. Like all the shit we see on video, this is a seventy-something-year-old man asked a boy to suck his tongue. Well, I mean, I saw a lot of outrage, but the thing is, what are people going to do? You know, I mean, I, I what are they cancel the do? Dalai Lama? That seems like the going thing to do now with people in 2023. Cancel them, so no more Dalai Lama. You get your fucking ass back to Tibet, and we don't need you to come out and give advice no more. Dalai Lama gone, canceled, done. Um, what have you learned? I have some great information for y'all. Um, so we know that there are, you know, black history facts that we learn about that are like the typical, right? Um, but there are some, uh, I, there's some people that I'm going to mention. And this will be like a little segment, but I, it won't be too long. Some people I'm going to mention just ask you if you know who they are. Um, Frederick McKinley Jones. I've um, heard the name, but don't know who he is. So he left his mark with the development of refrigeration equipment. Mm -hmm. He had over 40 patents. Basically, he invented automatic refrigerated air cooling for trucks, trains, ships, and planes, which mm -hmm. helped with the preservation of food. Um, he invented thermo, thermo King, which allowed people to eat fresh food year-round. He also, his work contributed to the preservation of blood and medicine and proving to be particularly useful during World War II. In 1991, he became the first African-American to receive the National Medal of Technology. George Crumb. No. He was a, re a chef and a restaurateur who developed the potato chip. Wow. Did you know that was developed by a black man? The only thing... So you mean tell me the Irish been eating potatoes all these fucking hundreds of years and a black man decided to slice one? Well, no. He, it was unintentionally created in the summer of 1853. They were made in response to a customer who sent back their fried potatoes who complained they were too thick. They were... Too, they, but they became an instant hit. And he, he never pursued the patent. Oh. But... Yeah, but he was the one who created them unintentionally. Um, 
Alexander Miles, mm -mm. elevator design. He was the one who created elevator, who uh, created the technology for elevator doors to open and close automatically instead of manually. Okay. He was on an elevator with his daughter. He realized how unsafe it was, and you know, through his technology. Let me just say, I've I've worked in this building, right? And everybody might know in Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Arsenal. It's <coughs> on Frankfurt into into Comey. Um, this place was like an old war place, and they had these old elevators in them, like the ones that you shut the gate and the doors. Mm -hmm. Seriously fucking dangerous. Like, I'm talking high, next level dangerous with these fucking elevators made in the 1800s. The doors, you can lose a fucking finger. They don't have lights. The gates don't work. They get stuck. Like, these are giant killer boxes yep so he created he got a patent for his invention which included the flexible belt that was attached to the elevator cage which allowed the doors to function automatically mm -hmm. all right a couple more for you percy levon julian mm -mm. he made several vital contributions to modern medicine um and he created a synthesized drug which was called i'm not gonna say the name but basically it was used to treat glaucoma um, and then he also discovered how to mass produce cortisone and steroid progesterone, which was used to produce sex hormone. You know, people mm -hmm. take cortisol and a black man mm -hmm. created this, right? This is like pretty interesting. Um, Marie Van Britten Brown. Okay. Come on. Come she on. had five patents, right? And she is thought to be one of the most forgotten black inventors. Um, she patented the sanitary belt. So, you know, back in the day, women used to use cloths. Mm -hmm. Well, she created this belt that women would put on, and it had like a pocket so you could slip your sanitary napkin into that and then throw Which it in later the trash. Became the maxi pad. Exactly. And she also created a serving tray that could be attached to a walking frame. So, like when you get food service, a black lady created that. Mm -hmm. And the toilet tissue holder. Okay. Yep. Um, all right, a couple more, and then I'll be done. You said a couple more, a couple more. This is Shirley Jackson, and she was pretty recent because she had a picture with President Obama. You know who Shirley Jackson is? I heard of her. First African woman to earn a Security doctorate camera. at MIT. Yes. She created the first, well, first, well, not only that, touch-tone phone, portable fax machine, and fiber optic, fiber optic cables and caller ID. No, she, she wasn't the, um, she wasn't the, uh, I'm sorry, you're making me jump ahead. You're scaring me. Um, Brown, uh, oh, wait a minute. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Marie Van Vitten Brown. She was the one who did. All right. Last one. Last one for you. Um, Lonnie Johnson. He developed, as you know, the mech, the, uh, super soaker. Okay. And I know people kind of knew that about him. He worked for NASA and he created this toy. It was called the super soaker. Hit the shelves in 1990. You, did you know in 2017, they said that it earned $1 billion in sales, but it doesn't say he earned. So I, I it made me wonder, like, I wonder how much of that money did he, he probably, probably sold it. Yeah. And they probably just took off. With and they it. still sell a super soakers. And different variations, different, you know, bigger ones, ones that squirt three fucking things. Yeah. He was born in 1949, and he doesn't have a death date of this article, so as of this article, so he can still be alive. So there's some Black History facts. Black History is not only in February, and I know we know about like George Washington Carver and all that. So I wanted Peanuts. to share some facts that you know were kind of off, you know, off script that everybody doesn't know about. Um, me and my wife went to California last year, went to LA, 
and we was hanging out. Now, it wasn't one of our best times, but we had some fun out there. And we was out on, what's the, what's the main thing that the, 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 all the stars be on? Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard. We was on Hollywood Boulevard. And there was a plethora of people that I was surprised to see out there on the ground. And then, oh, on the Walk of Fame. On the Walk of Fame. And there was a lot of people that I was surprised not out there. So I've learned that Martin Lawrence is now getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Would you could you believe he had not had a star? No, hot like man. of all the shit that Martin has done, he he has not had a star on the Hollywood. And then Walk you of see Fame. some people like Jamie Foxx, and Martin was like doing his thing before Jamie yeah. Foxx. So yeah, what's uh, what, what, a person you might think that deserves a star that's probably not out there? I don't know. See, I guess... Tyler Perry was out there. Um, Sean Diddy Combs, Mary J. Blige. Um, yeah, there were... DJ Khaled just got Kevin his Hart. star. Kevin Hart. I took a picture of Kevin Hart's star. Um, I'm Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Is he out there? I don't know. Sean Carter was out there. Beyonce's not out there. No, she? Beyonce or um, in Destiny's Child, they're not out Is there. Is Alicia Keys or anybody like that out there? I don't know. I don't remember seeing it, but I'm not sure. But I would just think of all the comedians and black entertainers of the 90s, I would have thought Martin Lawrence would have been had a fucking yeah. star. Yeah. Like Bad Boys, his show, like his stand-up career. Like I just would have thought Martin would have been had a fucking yeah. star. Like you read something like that, you think, wow, that's cool. But how the fuck he didn't have a star all these years? How DJ Khaled get a star before Martin? I Martin's? know. Like what it the just fuck makes is you that? Think, is it based? I mean, of course, it's based on your career, but is it no also sweat, no no shots to, to DJ Khaled because I like what he do. But how do you get a star before? But Martin? it makes me think: Is it of course based on your career and your success? But is it also based on your visibility in the current culture? Because we know right now DJ Khaled is very visible. Martin has not been. So is that possibly the reason why? But he was at one time. It's not like they just giving out stars now. Right, but I'm yeah, I don't know. He was the, the he was hottest fish grease, the biggest thing on the planet at one What's time. What's the criteria for getting a, a star? I don't know, but we okay. shouldn't. We, yeah. We'll look it up. We'll um, present it to you on the laptop time. here instead of stop going to the phones. Um, three grams. I'm ready. Um, King Von Doc is out. Yeah. I mean, you know I, who King Von is. Right? I know who okay, he so is. Okay, so King Von yeah. Doc is out, and let me just ask this: this has been top. This sorry. has been. It's like people have been thinking this. Don't nobody want to say it, but people have been thinking this. But everybody would be like, "Shouts out to King Von. Yeah, he made great, great music, but he was a killer, like a killer, killer, and he is being labeled in this documentary as one of." Of, of the first hip-hop serial killer. Like, he is tied to the first 20 minutes of this documentary, he is tied to 10 homicides in Chicago. That, so that was going to be my question, right? Like, there's been like so many... Like, he has killed so many people. There's been so many rappers that have been killed. And he his career was very young, like, new. What makes him such a big deal over... You know, so many other rappers that because the drill rap scene was he was the first artist to rap from a first hand perspective of what he was doing. Mm. When you go back and look at tweets and lyrics where he quoted himself saying, I just want to kill, or when that girl Kate 
K-9 got shot, that the girl who was doing all them homicides, well, he's supposed to have killed her, and he was like, I just put a bitch in a morgue, like, tweeting this kind of shit, like, mm. and it just, like, I don't follow none of these dudes. It's so and, sad that they all you know, like, glamorized. That local Instagram, when you, with your friends and shit, like, it's a different type of thing than yeah. you see with the celebrities, and he would, like, normally write some shit like that, like, I just want to wake up this morning and go kill where the ops at, like all this kind of shit. And from two thousand from two thousand eleven to two thousand eighteen or so, he is connected to ten homicides. Yeah. Ten. And it's again it's a shame that this is glamorized by pop culture, by you know and, and it makes me think like that has trickled down to so many neighborhoods such as where we're from, from Philadelphia. Like seeing that sort of um th- that that you know local fame based off murders like that's a shame yeah i mean like i i kind of heard the rumors and stories about like what he used to do in the streets like and and shit like that but when a documentary comes out and you start seeing like evidence and like how you're tied to shit and all the murders it's like damn like this dude really was a serial killer which and, and 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 it's like it turns into like you just was killing young black people yeah. Like what the fuck? Like you're no different than Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah. like who just was killing young, you know, a lot of young black people. Or like th- that's your story. Like no matter what your music was or how many millions you got in your bank account, your story was you got shot and killed. But your history, everybody know you. You probably killed ten people. Mm, that's sad. Yeah. Like that. That's a that's a a double digit body count. Like for a fucking twenty year old kid. Yeah, that's hard. that's it. That's insane. Um, second gram. Candace Owens said something about Lizzo. Lizzo took some pictures that was naked, like you know, really naked. And you know, you know, Lizzo, she's obese. Um, Candace Owens said her fans are crazy for saying somebody clinically obese is healthy. So, just your thoughts on that. Like, take you and I out of it. Do you think you can say that you're healthy if you're clinically obese? Because if they say not being obese is healthy, how can how can if you're clinically obese and you just to say like you got fine vitals and you move around and you're active, does that necessarily mean you're healthy? I mean, it, it, it's it's like what's the line where you say, OK, this person is big, but they can do and they have healthy vitals and they do shit that any other person can do. But they're. 150 pounds overweight. Right. It's not for, you said, what's the line? The line is in her doctor's office. And I think that's where people technically, typically, would a person who is overweight over or, or obese be healthy? Typically, no, but it doesn't mean that that's true for every person. She could very well not have, you know, she could just be fat, but, you know, not have any issues with cholesterol, diabetes, no. Um, organ failure or malfunctions or anything and technically the doctors could say okay later down the line this may cause some issues or maybe your joints might start to hurt earlier than somebody else's so you're not but as healthy she may as you can be right but it okay. doesn't mean she's that, that doesn't mean that she, you're unhealthy and so I guess who, where's the line the line is inside of her doctor's office when she's giving blood work it's not for 
us to determine because we don't know. It's people projecting, which but again, I think you're a typically, defensive though, babe, because I'm not getting defensive no, because not I'm against, not a fan not of against, the stuff that she does. I like know, her, and I'm know. not saying you, but I'm saying let's just say you 415 pounds and you got great vitals. You're not really healthy. So no Let's matter what, at, if the line and your doctor tells you, yeah, nothing's wrong with your heart. It's a little big. You don't have cholesterol. You don't have high blood pressure. You don't have hypertension. But your scale is 411. So you can't walk out of here thinking that you're actually healthy. What's the lady that's the um the bodybuilder lady? Um, Tamara Walcott. I would think that, you know, her being in the sports field that she is, she probably works out. You know, she she's a big lady. Now, just because she lifts weight, she don't have to be that big. No, she has to be that big to lift 600 pounds. But what I'm saying is that, okay. You can't be 115 pounds and lift 600 pounds. Okay, she's probably a healthy lady, though, based on her lifestyle and things that she does. So, I, I, it's circumstantial. Lizzo is very active in terms of, you know, she has to be with right. her performance and to have the stamina. And even seeing her in her show, yeah, she ain't dropping it like it's hot, like the dancers are throughout the whole show, but she moving mm -hmm. and she's singing. And that takes a lot of stamina. Even if you was just sitting there on a stool for mm -hmm. three hours singing, that takes some stamina. So yeah, typically would she, would somebody, her body size be considered unhealthy? Yes, but does it mean that that's absolutely true for her. No. Right. Um, I agree with what you're saying. I, I think it's different for everybody, but I do also think that at Typically, a certain point, yeah. if the doctor says you're clinically obese, you can't, and your vitals are good, you can't walk out of there saying I'm 400 pounds, but I, my doctor said I'm healthy. Like yeah. Yeah. you're, you're something's going to happen where you, you, you just probably shouldn't carry that much weight. Yeah. Um, Chloe Belly in pieces album debuted 119 on billboards 200 so 10,000 wow. the first week and a lot of people were talking about this and i didn't know i found this out today that she is on beyonce's label yeah. and um not one promo from beyonce and people was like you know not necessarily tight but saying if you're the owner of the label and this is your new artist you know the power you have in a tweet or an instagram post probably would have made the business of this a little better but the fact that you didn't you know she sold 10,000 units the first week and that's terribly bad she may not have wanted that from Beyonce uh, she may uh, have wanted to do it on her own I will yeah, say but it's my label and you're my artist so it's not about what you want at a certain point I need you to be big so my money can come in I'm not doing this for fun you're on my label so you're supposed to come out and sell some units not I, but I don't think for fuck about what you want you can make your music the way you want to but I'm gonna have your rollout the way I want to because I need you to succeed but I don't think Beyonce is as hands-on as people are saying uh, or thinking they, her and her sister have been on Beyonce's album since they've been promoted <laughs> to the public. And I don't think Beyonce has ever promoted when they were a group, let alone individual. This is my thing with I Chloe. don't know that, but okay. I mean, just looking at me, like, I, I've seen... Do you know that for sure, that she never put a tweet up or Instagram post about them as a group? I don't even know if Beyonce has Twitter. I don't know that she does. I don't know anything about that. Um, I can't recall. I mean, and they've been out for so many years, so I'm not going to say for certain that she has it. But Beyonce barely posts anything. Like, so I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not surprised that she did it. 
and again she may not be as hands-on as people think just because she owns the label like she just i mean think about when people come out on um rock nation like do we see Jay? We know how Jay much... Jay knows pay everybody that comes out around. No, I'm not saying doesn't know. We know how much pull Jay has. You know when Jay-Z got on Instagram? When, um, what was the movie with Idris? The Harder They Fall. And then he disappeared. So he promoted what he wanted to promote. And that movie, I think, did well. It did. Because of him. But all the artists that come out on Rock Nation, we don't see him going like to promote that. So, I mean, I'm sure they have people that work in those areas. Just because their name is on the label doesn't mean they're hands-on doing what they but need Rock to do. Rock Nation is a management company that has 50 managers that all do what they're supposed to do. The Desirees and all them, all those people in the music industry. So, but I'm that's saying different it's from Jay having a label. label. Yeah, but it, it's not a label. It's a management company. Rock Nation is a management company, not a label. Okay. So well, I'm saying it's a it's a different thing. But if you have a label and your business is to put out artists, then if you're a Birdman and your business is to put out Lil Wayne, you would think I'm going to promote him at some point because I want his to be successful so that the label grows. And I'm not saying she should be hands on and she's in the studio and all that kind of shit, but I think she would know. And I'm not saying she's at fault, but I think she would know that her album is coming out and that if I say, hey, go buy this album or go stream this album on this day, what effect that would have on her career. But maybe she wants it to be organic and not have the That's Beyonce true. effect. That's true. Because the thing, like she, maybe she wants people to like it because they genuinely like it. Chloe Bailey what I'm is, saying is if you're the owner it's your business so you can the artist can want that all they want but no the I'm owner saying maybe the, Beyonce wants that too that's all I'm saying Beyonce knows her power so I'm not I'm sure nobody's saying anything that she doesn't know I'm sure there's some reason why she didn't the thing with Chloe is she is extremely talented and she's proven that you know through the years when she's been singing with her sister it's something about this album, and I tried to listen to it. I listened to, like, the first three songs, and I was like, you know what? Just listen. Try to see if you like it. There is one song, maybe, like, one and a half songs that I like. It's like, you know, like, okay, we talk about people who can, like, sing effortlessly and really blow. It's like she's like, oh, like she's not really I, I letting it I haven't it known out. anything about her. This is my first, uh, it, it, um introduction to her as far as long as I've been seeing her which is for the past four six months a year mm -hmm. I didn't know them when they were little girls I don't pay attention to little girls so I didn't see them and know that they were singers or on, on Disney or whatever mm -hmm. so I don't my introduction is when they're apart now okay. so it's like I didn't know that she was even on Beyonce's label all yeah. I'm saying is a business owner even if you want her project to be organic just to, to 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 post something would wouldn't hurt it is all I'm saying. It wouldn't hurt it, but but maybe Beyonce didn't and like when it. The maybe num she that's felt true like, too, and that's yeah. that's the other half of it. Everybody getting on her saying she should do this, she should do that, and the truth is she probably don't like her, don't like the project. No, no I don't mean music. don't like her. But that's a I possibility mean, too, like not liking you, well, not like in a malicious way. Just we don't vibe. We're not friends, and um. I don't like the music or the genre that you're tapped into or what you're saying. So it could be a variety of that or just like I 
I, we we missed the ball here because 10,000 units was bad. When you, as a label owner, when that comes back and you say, okay, what did the roster do? You're like, damn, Chloe did 10. You almost want to drop that person. I mean, and again, I don't even think that Beyonce is as involved in that label as, I mean, I think she's. What's it called? I don't, uh, I can't think of it right now. Because I think it actually started, her dad had a hand in their music business, at least when they were um, a group, the sisters, Chloe and Holly, Haley. Whatever. What were they called? Chloe and Haley. Oh, okay. Yeah, they just went by their names. Um, and then they just go by Chloe, her full name. So, again, I don't... Um, Is she the older one? Yes. She's old. She's like I think two years older than her sister, and I, and it's weird because I used to think they were twins, but like I used to think they were fraternal twins. But I mean, I think they were on Ellen like when they were younger. Like they started really young, just kind of they were kind of like a young, um, dirty backpack, like a young. Imagine like a India Ari, but at like a thirteen, fourteen year old kind of singing age. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of vibe to it, but even then, I didn't. You know, she she has a beautiful voice, but this album is like, just sing. Like it's just something about it where she's. It's like, are you scared to open your mouth and sing? Because that's what I wanted to hear, and I just was not hearing it. It's like, why don't you hear her vocals? I don't know. I'll maybe I'll take a listen to a song or two. Yeah, you probably don't. On the care business side, I just think if I want my label to grow then I would probably do something like that. Like, hey, check out this, stream this. Maybe you don't like the music and you're not going to promote it. That's fine too. But it's just weird how people will jump on her for not not doing something that she probably didn't even fucking think of. Yeah. Um, act to the podcast, let's do a rap. Um, act, act to the podcast, episode 118, coming to a rap. It's your boy, International Walk. It's your girl, Tosh, the closest with the most. We always hope y'all enjoy the conversation. Um, if y'all get a chance, call out the Dolly fucking llama because he wrong. Um, and that's it. Uh, if you fuck with us, you fuck with us. If you don't, you should. Peace.